You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down in the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was brilliant, yes. Did you see the one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, man. that was brilliant. And I'm Tom Canning and welcome to episode 46 of the Real Reading Podcast. This week, as promised, it's our Ghouls and Ghosts special. Ooh, I was going to make you dress up in a big sheet, but I forgot the sheet and he wouldn't do it anyway because he's grumpy. This is both both true, but like, <laughs> you forgetting the sheet does not surprise me. Well, <laughs> it's getting notorious for is, yeah. the forgetfulness. Yeah. Well, there we go. So, yes, this is our Ghouls and Ghosts special. Hugh, when did you originally write this piece? Do you remember? I believe it was in 2016. So, there's nothing to be added to it since. But it was back in 2016, you went through and picked out some of the best ghouly, ghosty stories. I did, yes. Um, as far as I'm aware, no more ghost stories. Well, I mean, that's good news. That's good news. Um, in the last three years or so. Good. But, uh, yes. So, I thought what we could do, we picked out some of the some of the... The, the more interesting ones and we'll just sort of go through them and Rach I know at the end I think you wanted to talk about your own ghost not the ghost, ghost. Not, your, not, your, not the ghost of you not my ghost no. but we have a ghost okay yeah. we'll come to that at the end I think that might yeah. be quite exciting okay um, so um, just before we get going just remember you can check out our new podcast website at realreadingpodcast.co.uk and if you'd like to get in touch with us here's Jeremy with how get in touch with the team Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. That was very nice of you. The ghostly voice of Jeremy. Appropriate. <laughs> Should have put some fade on him, shouldn't I? Or something. No one's really responding to the noise, so I'll stop. Um, up first then, Hugh, do you want to make a start? Well, what have we got? This, this photo is called the Autumnal Ghost. The Autumnal Ghost, yes, this is in Beenham in West Berkshire, where there is a, uh, a spook that comes out to play during those charming months of the year that everyone really likes, October and November. That's a massive coincidence. Yeah. Do you think there's like a big spectoral industry where there's like they sleep for several months of the year and then... It could be, yes. He, maybe he goes elsewhere and then appears in autumn in other parts of the world. <laughs> Comes out for the Halloween parties, yeah. that's yeah. why. Possibly, yeah. Do we know what it looks like? Um, a resident reported, reported strange things would happen, like lights coming on, wind chimes vigorously chase, shaking. I wonder if that could just be the wind. Well, the, it could be the wind, couldn't it? October and November. Yeah, <laughs> well done then. Um... But let's let's keep an open mind. <laughs> I, I should add, just while we're going through this, we're not here to debunk the ghostly stories. We just, yes. you know, you know, just point out some obvious yeah. issues, so, perhaps with them. Yes, yes. And um, but the what is more difficult to uh, debunk is the ghostly apparition of a young man spotted in a, in a former bedroom in the home. Well, I don't know what the room is now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, what do you normally turn a bedroom into, I suppose? Uh, like a big train set or something, playroom? But possibly a games room, yeah. 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 Do you remember that programme that was on in the in the nineties with Sarah Green and Oh yes. Was Mike it Smith? That, um Oh god, who was that? That was was it Derek Akora or something? Uh I don't I don't I think it was before Derek. Ah, okay. B D. 
Uh, yeah, but it was all turned out to be a bit of a hoax, didn't it? I, d- I don't remember. And it was absolutely terrifying Wasn't at the time. Wasn't it event fielding? Had some sort of meltdown on No, it was wasn't Yvette Fielding. It was, it was um, Sarah Green. And they went to this house where they'd had ghosts, like poltergeist activity. They went to this house, set up all their cameras and everything, and then gradually through the eve, it was like a live, like spring watch, but for ghosts. <laughs> ghost, ghost watch. <laughs> ghost watch. Uh, and things started happening, and then it all got a bit mental and out of control and everybody watching it was terrified people were terrified and then it finished and I'm like oh my god that was amazing it was so scary and then it was all just made up which was a shame this doesn't surprise me I was obsessed with Most Haunted for a long time that was that that was that was a vet field right yes Most Haunted like the most paranormal thing that ever happened on that was like a pebble would roll because <laughs> Derek Akora had kicked it on his way into the room. <laughs> can, I, can I just check? You, it's Sam. Prob- it's Sam. That's what he always used to say. That was his <laughs> spirit guide. We probably should have done this at the start. Can I just check? Are you ghost sceptic or are you definitely certain there's ghosts? Rage. I, well, being that we have one, okay, I, right. I'm a believer. Okay, Hugh, what about you? Sceptic, like I am about everything. <laughs> i I got to be honest, 100% sceptical. He doesn't even, even believe in Santa. Get it for all the kids listening. Out of order. <laughs> yeah, to no any children presents. listening, I am in a minority not believing in Santa, and it's well known. Well, Just means that I'm you won't Santa, get any presents. I'm a Santa denialist, <laughs> and I am part of a strange group of people who do not... Do not believe in something everybody knows exists. I mean, like flat, flat earthers or something. Oh, God. Yeah, don't bring that in. That's, that's a whole different podcast. Um, I hope not. I'm 100% there are no such things as ghosts. 100%. Based so, on what? Just because ba- you've never seen one? Based on uh, just 100% belief that no such thing as ghosts reach you. Okay. Crazy. So that, that's quite interesting. Got quite an interesting dynamic going here. Yeah. So we'll see. Rachel, you want to do the next one? It's ghost monks. Oh, ghost monks. Okay. It has been reported a previous vicar at St Andrew's Church in Bradfield saw a ghostly monk in the church while another woman heard monks singing whilst she was at home. What they were singing remains unrecorded. Maybe it was Ice Ice Baby. What, you, what, I, I the, said that the, like it yeah. was a comedy yeah. bit, but I don't I'm get sure it. it is. What, what's that all about, Hugh? I can't, I can't remember the thought process. <laughs> how I was right, right, I expect I thought it might be quite funny to suggest that there are a group of ghost monks singing, singing the works of Vanilla Ice <laughs> in a church in West Berkshire. I mean, right. why not? I, I don't think there's any evidence to suggest it was Ice Ice Baby. But it should have been Ghostbusters. Nor can we rule it out. We cannot, because no. it's never been recorded. Yes. Um, it also says, choice. as we turn over the page, that Kate Middleton was also christened there. Oh, unrelated, oh, sorry, I'm sure. Completely unrelated, yes. So then, if the, um, the, the ghostly monk made an appearance at a christening, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Were you there? Um, I'll do this one. Um, a trapped ghost. Powlett, the former owner of Englefield House, don't know his first name. Um, which is useful. Uh, the former owner of Englefield House, now owned by new BMP Richard Benyon, is said to still haunt the house. However, the part of the building in which he is said to lurk is now bricked up, making ghostly encount- encounters unlikely. Do we suppose? Why did they brick it up? Well, this is because the, you know, they were too terrified to go in there. A proper journalist would have 
gone deeper and found this out. You know, just brick up a bit of a house and not use it. Yeah, I, yeah, I bet you do if it's the size of Englefield House. You could probably brick up great big sections of that. No one <laughs> A whole wing. Because it's so massive. Um, but the, the thought that um, occurs to me is not why the room is bricked up. Um, is that why the ghost can't get out of the room because it's well known that ghosts are able to yes transport themselves through oh. solid objects I believe Ghostbusters right. proved that yeah With, you can just go through walls yeah yeah so so yes why well, perhaps a ghost likes it perhaps a ghost a ghost is also a recluse and quite likes it it's yes yeah, it's maybe it's not that if it it's can't get house, out it's probably quite big it doesn't room. want to get out yeah, because yeah. that's maybe the place that it died mm. and it wants to stay tied to the room Maybe it's got a PS4. See, and, look, yeah. Tom's starting to look a little bit, little just, bit scared. Mm, don't know. Because if you were a complete sceptic, then you wouldn't be bothered about any of that. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I just think it's ridiculous. Like, as she says, if you can get out, why can't you? Like, you know, pop out, get a pint, have a, have a, get some milk, sausages. How can you have a pint? If, if he um, can go through things, it just slosh. Surely straight. he'd be drinking spirits. Hey. Oh, I'd like to say that we <laughs> really, really worked on that <laughs> comedy for you. But, um, that was one of Hugh's better ones. It was really, wasn't it? Yeah. That's a damning, damning comment, isn't it? <laughs> so, what are we at? So, does Richard Benyon have anything to say on, on the ghost? And not as far as I know. I mean, he's tied up probably with um, what's going on at the moment in, in Parliament. <laughs> oh, let's not go down that Call road. him. It might be a little yeah. welcome break yeah. from I wonder if, um, Brexit shenanigans. I wonder if uh, Suggs, when he was down there recently doing his gig, would have had a little look around. I'm sure they might have let or him. Or Tom in. Jones. Tom Jones, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that supposed to be Welsh? It was my Tom Jones impression. Oh, I've got a cold, it didn't come out right. Okay. Yeah, he does, he goes, yeah, like that. Okay. Mm. Um, Hugh, this one is from Mortimer. Yes, West Berkshire, proving to be a bit of a hotspot for ghosts. Yes, As, why, why do we think this is? Is it just because there's a number of big houses? Or, yeah, it's or? big, drafty, everywhere in West Berkshire is very old. They're all very old villages, right. so lots, of, lots has happened, and they, yes, they're full of, they're full of large... So we're suggesting that perhaps lots of, so over the years, like many years ago, lots of it's very old things happened that people couldn't explain and just blamed ghosts. Blamed ghosts. I think this one is very much going to be of, of that of that ilk. Yes. The Phantom Army was seen in Mortimer in 1778. Apparently, someone saw a ghost army in the village. Um, but then it wasn't a particularly brave army because it vanished as soon as then it was the person oh. approached it. Wow. So uh, I'm thinking of the... Um, not quite like the undead army from the Lord of the Rings, right? Um, but a similar sort of thing. So it's but happened one time. Happened one time three hundred and forty odd years ago. Um, Had they been in a pub for just reference, before yes. they saw this army? For reference, I am making quite, the drinky drinky. Yeah, motion. the drinky drinky. Quite possibly, uh, records are probably quite sketchy from that that time anyway, and um, and. So this one could perhaps be taken with a pinch of salt of the Phantom Army spotted in Mortimer. It's never, as far as I'm aware, that's the only ever time it was seen. I well. don't think these stories are going to help me gather the believers, is no, it? No, <laughs> The mo- momentum is against you, as it's, they say. It's, it's an uphill struggle. Yes. Um, I've written down end of part one. Um, that was really exciting. Ooh, Ooh. ghostly. So, um, yeah, end of part one. We'll be back in a minute. After these messages. 
Hi guys, we're back. And have we got a score? What are we doing? Are we doing ghosts versus non-ghosts? I think probably non no no ghosts is probably winning at the moment. Is it fair to say? I think yeah. I haven't really put any evidence forward no, yet, though, have yet. I? To oh, no, no, we could all change our minds. Otherwise, um, Rach, a teeny ghost. A teeny ghost in the mid twentieth century. A ghost of a six-year-old girl which haunts a house in Prospect Street was due to be exercised. However, due to a change of heart, maybe it was a cute ghost or it threw a massive tantrum, this never happened and the ghostly tot could well still be there. <laughs> so you can relate to this one. Yes. You can relate to this one, can't you, Rachel? Because uh, if the, um, if the ghost, ghost kid threw a massive strop... Then perhaps whoever was supposed I to am familiar. Supposed to just like, do what you want. <laughs> With a young person's <laughs> tantruming. <laughs> uh, yep, so that's Prospect Street in Caversham, is it? I think must it must be. be, yes. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Not specific about which house. I think like, when I was moving to it, I think I looked at a house on Prospect Street. Really glad I didn't. Yeah, definitely that one. Just in case it was that one. Yeah, and you then really I believe in ghosts. Yeah, oh yeah. No, no, no. Have you got the, the bull at Streetly on this list? No. There's a ghost at the Bullet Streetly. Well, I was reading about it in our Ghost and Ghoulies book this morning. Uh, I got that book considerably after I did the piece. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was quite... Because um, I had lunch there in the summer and they have got a tree in the garden kind of dedicated to the ghosts, the mm. alleged ghosts. There was a monk and a nun who let, met there um, illicitly. illicitly. Oh, right. And they got caught and they were quite violently <laughs> slain. Ooh. Oh, dear. Um, and apparently they haunt the, the pub. Oh. Um, so they've got, I can't remember what it was now, a yew tree, I think, in memory of them. Um, and there was another guy as well who had murdered somebody, his landlady. He lived in Wantage. Um, he almost decapitated her, apparently. So he was duly arrested and was being taken because that's the main road from Wantage yeah. to Reading so he was being taken to Reading Jail by horse and cart because it was a long time ago uh, so they stopped at the bull and uh, he'd already got a bit mad maybe that's why he did what he did but he then saw a portrait on the wall that looked like the woman and he thought it was her ghost and he went a bit mental and I don't. <laughs> I should have probably finished reading the story. One of you interrupted me, probably. Conference call. Conference call. Yeah, one of my my packs. Your packs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hugh. So, Captain Edward Purvis, you wanted to do this one specifically. Captain Edward Purvis, yes. So, obviously, <laughs> we do. Obviously, he talks like this. Yes, you could. You could tell he's a bally good chap. Um, Poltergeist by the name of Captain Edward Purvis lurks in Watlington House in Reading. Captain, who is seen clad in a red uniform and puffing on his pipe, was the first occupant of the building in Watlington Street. The building is used now as it, it holds doc, various documents. Um, uh, but um, I guess this guy lurks around. You see, I reckon he's a nice guy. I reckon he's a real character. It's a bit like, um, a bit like those guys, old, old guys you see in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> How you played him yeah. just then? He sounded yeah. nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing no, like a no. Windsor Davis kind of character yeah. with a big moustache. Twitting <laughs> his moustache and yeah. puffing away on his pipe. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Extra voices by Hugh Ford. Um, I imagine this guy sounds a little bit like you know in the Harry Potter films where they just sort of fly around. They've got the ghosts fly around. In, in I'm not looking at Hugh because I'm sure he hasn't seen the Harry Potter films. Oh, not the Dementors. No, 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 no. Like, like John Cleese is, is one of the ghosts. Isn't oh he? yeah, yeah. And um, the one who hides in the toilet. Yeah, moaning Myrtle. And they just yeah. sort of pop up and everybody's like, oh hello. See? I imagine he's a bit like that. I imagine this, yeah. guy, this guy sort of pops up between your chicken drumsticks and <laughs> says, Oi! Yeah. Good afternoon. He's a nice character. Um, I'll have a go at this one. Lady Philomir. Philomir? Philomir. Philomir. The charming surroundings of the mill at Somming are said to have their own ghostly inhabit. Int. <laughs> is that the spell check? Is that the. Is that the <laughs> inhabitant, yes. Yeah, so if you notice uh, the stories you wrote three years ago were. <laughs> People suddenly have typos. That would have been quite good if it was the nun because she might have been in habit. Yeah. Nope, nothing. Okay, you lie. Um, Lady Philomena is said to have drowned herself in the Thames and now haunts the theatre. Why well, don't quite understand with some of these ghosts? It's like, why do they haunt specific places? Why, like, why when they like why they more, travel? Why they move yeah. around a bit? You know, why, and why are they always sort of in the middle of nowhere where you know you don't expect to see people? In yeah, why is there only a few? Yeah. Like, like why only some people become ghosts and others don't? I, I think a higher power than us I'm sort of, would that's decide That's the wrong this. side of my argument, isn't it? Really, I'm <laughs> yeah. helping myself. No, but it's, it's like, it's not often... I mean, I know that we've, we've read through a couple, but there aren't many sort of town centre ghosts. They're always sort of out rural and... <laughs> out rural? Um, out rural weird. <laughs> so yes, Lady Philomet drowned herself in the Thames and now haunts the theatre, which is... Oh. Yeah. Have you been to the Millersonning recently? I haven't been for quite a few oh, years. Oh, not, for, not years. for years and years and years and years. If, if at all. Really enjoy it. Well, guys and Dolls is on at the minute, which oh, I'd okay. quite like to see that. <laughs> so perhaps I will. This one's cheery. Um, Rach, do you want to do this one? Which one? A bridge-dwelling oh. child. This one looks really oh, cheery. So this one's also in Sonning. Uh, and the village's bridge is also said to be haunted by the ghost of a young child. So you'd think the amount of the cars going over the bridge, she might get spotted a bit more often. Also, you have to wonder whether Mr Clooney and his wife knew of the ghostly beings before they splashed out £10 million on their new house. Do you think they believe it? Can I just point out that I am reading Yes. <laughs> that those are my musings. <laughs> Do you think These they know little ghosts? quips thrown into the story? Yeah, you know? quips, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not based on anything apart from my own warped sense of humour. Clooney's <laughs> um, not going to be bothered about that sort of thing. No, you wouldn't have thought no, so, would you? I mean, were... can you pay off a ghost? Excuse me, mate. If I slip you a tenner, would you mind just awfully shuffling off? Just got to show them you mean no harm. Yeah. And they're nice to you. This this next one, um, a drowned boy, is also incredibly cheery for you. Yep. Uh, as I wrote at the time, there seems to be a lot of ghostly children around the Reading area. Um, this one comes it's, it's uh, the sad story of a boy drowning in a stream near Tidmarsh Rectory um, as he said he appears on clear nights in June but has not been seen since the 1880s <laughs> what's also interesting about these it occurs to me that obviously all of these ghosts are from you know many many years ago we don't have there's not like a modern ghost like if if Hugh sadly departed us right this moment would he now haunt this this very room that we record the podcast? In? Do you think that there's like a, a period between death and becoming a ghost that you have to you know 
you just have to wait for a while before you're resurrected. As, as is it like sort of getting, getting a ticket for the queue at Morrison's for like a lamb chop or something? Potentially, yeah. you know, like quarantine. Yeah, yes, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of like yeah, a test. You're fully dead. You're for at the deli counting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, some sort of like, um, you know, a citizenship test or something like that. Do you have to go through a like health and safety yeah. assessment, a risk assessment. No, yeah. Risk, yeah. So, yeah. There's bound to be a risk assessment. Probably, yeah. There's probably uh, all sorts of <laughs> boring documentation you have to complete <laughs> before you're allowed to re enter. Um, the Admiral, this one's interesting. The Roebuck Hotel in the Tilehurst part of Oxford Road. Is that is the Roebuck Hotel still there? It's not somewhere on the minute. building is, but I don't think it's a. I don't think it's anything at the minute. Um, the, mm, I can't remember. The it's Ro- next to the Vauxhall garage. Um, sorry, the Peugeot garage, isn't it? Mm, I think so. Yes. Right, anyway, it's haunted by what seems to be a rather annoying old admiral who is thought to have died there. He apparently rearranges the furniture, locks the doors and windows, and bangs on the walls, which is what I would want from a ghost. If I'm honest, like mischief. A bit of interaction. Banter. Yeah, yeah, banter. You can also hear heavy footsteps in corridors and the gravel outside, which I would suggest might just be people outside walking on the gravel. But I was reading about this chap earlier as well, and he apparently he stands at the window looking out up because it fronts onto the main road of the hotel. It's not particularly nice, but the back of it looks out over the Thames. So his ghost stands there looking up the river, anticipating uh, like an invasion that they've, they've gone to London, they've right. conquered it and they carry on up the river. <laughs> well, it reminds me a little bit of when, when you see things sort of looking out windows. On Tarles Road there was a garage up until very, very recently that had a cardboard cut out of Del Boy in the window. Oh, yeah, it used to scare nice. the bejesus out of me because you just didn't expect, you sort of looked up and it was just looking at you. And my friend used to have a cardboard cut out of Ricky Gervais as David Brent in the office staring out the window, <laughs> which used to scare me as well. But, There's you know, a, um, a kitchen shop in Caversham, um, almost opposite the Griffin. And I think it's quite, uh, you know, it's a really yeah. nice yeah. shop. I think it's quite expensive kitchens. It's really nice. But they used to have this really odd mannequin just sat at the dining table <laughs> over the window and you'd kind of walk past and go, is that, is that someone? No, it's not, no. It's I just never understood it. Yeah. <laughs> All the way around. She had a funny hat on and everything. It's just, it was a really odd choice. She's gone now. Oh. Or maybe that was a ghost. Maybe. Maybe it never was a mannequin. I don't know. I hate mannequins. They're horrible. They're creepy, aren't they? Just, yeah. Especially when they sort of they they look they try and dress them up a bit real. <laughs> they've got face and everything. Thank you. This sounds like one for you. A tall, jug wielding woman. Yes, the jug wielding woman of Bath Road. Um, <laughs> apparently spotted in the garden of a house in Bath Road. Uh, my story says which isn't there anymore. Presumably the house because Bath Road definitely is still there. <laughs> <laughs> um, was a very tall woman wearing a black dress a huge white apron and a white cap. She was also carrying a white swan-necked jug. <laughs> I've written in, in this story, this reads slightly like a police police witness appeal. Um, <laughs> but she was seen filling the jug from an invisible tap before heading back. So she walked, she seemed to walk out of the house to fill up the jug and then, then head back in. It's a bit of a mundane, Great. A bit of a mundane <laughs> ghost. <isn't it? laughs> Let, let's, let's just take this again. So Hugh passes away very sadly right in front of our eyes here. <laughs> and, he, and, and his ghostly haunting is basically just sitting there, 
haunted because that's what he was doing at the time that he passed. You can occasionally be seen at his desk in the Get Reading office typing <laughs> up press releases about Reading Borough Council. <laughs> I hope I'd be more adventurous than that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm not I'd sure. just be eternally making rounds of tea, wouldn't I? Yeah. Upstairs. Oh, by the way, mysterious conference calls. Yeah. <laughs> it's my turn again. Yeah. Well, it's not Hughes, is it? Um, before we came on the podcast, you had something very interesting about invisibility. Uh, yes, um, I heard the other day by it was it was on a podcast or video or something I watched about how everyone's a lot of people say if they had a special power it would be to be invisible to go and get up to all sorts of mischief. I imagine. Um, but apparently, if you were invisible, you'd also be blind because you the light has to reflect off the irises of your eyes for you to be able to see. And so being invisible is completely useless to anybody. Well, I don't know how that works in with an invisible tap, but, you know, we've all learned something. So I, I, I did hear this secondhand and I have not... You haven't verified out, it. I haven't carried out any kind of scientific research to verify So if you're this. ever offered... A complimentary superpower. Yeah, it does. Should go it. for flying or flying yeah. or super strength. Yeah, or yeah. Or yeah. Just sort of infinite something, knowledge. Something which doesn't leave you blind and uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> blind. Because of course, I, as well, you know, if if you were blind, no one would be able to find you if you were invisible. You, you know, you try to cross the road and yeah. no one can help you. But do you maintain a physical form? In that you're you're invisible, so no one can see you, but you're still physically there. So if you were to walk be invisible and walk in front of a car would you then be hit by the car yes yes you would yes you would so being invisible is actually extremely dangerous (laughs) so actually all you want is like a Harry Potter invisibility style cloak yes correct rather than yeah you you would have to have some sort of yeah some sort of item which would make people unable to see you still go for flying I think I'd go for imagine? instant. I'd go to like to be able to teleport myself. That'd be the idea. I could get. Oh, get when I was travelling lots for work a few years ago, I just would have paid anything for a tra- <laughs> some sort of transporter. So the last one, Rach, do you want to do the very last one we've got on our list? What the Barclay Avenue ghost car? Yes. Um, so a spooky car has been spotted by numerous drivers heading up Reading's Barclay Avenue. And it has no lights or engine. But it the, gets, the question, how does it work? <laughs> but it gets so close that you can see the driver, who is apparently a very good-looking red-headed woman. I think you've just made this one up. Is this your girlfriend? <laughs> no, if she drove up to you, you'd definitely see it. Because <laughs> she would drive right up to you and then slam on the brakes as hard as she can. Fair enough. Um, this, yes, this yes, uh, this one is, I can't remember any more details about this off the top of my head, but um, I think I just picked it out because it's like the idea of it being driven by a good looking way. <laughs> <laughs> he did the eyebrows and everything. Oh. Um, so what do we make of some of these? And do we think that, is this, does this make you feel We haven't more? got lots of substance to no. these though, have we? And I, but I think that's probably what makes some of these ghost stories more more appealing and maybe sort of more believable in that there's just it's a series of things that happened and perhaps there isn't really any explanation so sh- shall I tell you about Queenie and try and sway yeah you? I think okay go on then right settle in so we call her Queenie right because uh, before we bought the house which was however long ago seven or eight years ago the same family had basically lived in it 
since it was built almost, okay. since the early 1900s. So Queenie had lived there. She was born in the house, apparently. Um, she moved very, very briefly down the road, in the same road, when she got married. But then, within a couple of years, moved back to the house to look after her dad when he got more elderly. And then she stayed there until she passed away, basically. Um, I don't know whether she died in the house or, or whether she went into hospital or anything. Um, but obviously I get all of this from the house deeds and things. Yes, okay. Um, so there's some facts but here. So, there's, there's, so this lady did live. Uh, but there's just been a few things that happen, little things like noises and creaking and unexplained doors being left open or closing or whatever. Things that you can kind of reason them out in your head and go, well, that probably happened because maybe the wind blew it or maybe Rich left it open or Zachary did it, whatever. But um, she's quite good at hiding things. So one particular one was our passports, which are always kept in the same place. Um, and they went missing and we were obviously panicking and eventually found them. You'll explain this away, but they were in an inside pocket of a bag at the bottom of the wardrobe that never gets used, that had never been abroad and hadn't been used for... Got to be honest, feeling a bit freaked out. Uh, but probably the worst one was uh, that Richard gotten up for work and he walked along the landing and was just about to go down the stairs and then... So we both heard this from, I probably won't tell Zachary this, but from what is his bedroom <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, he didn't, he wasn't around then. Uh, we Somebody said, is that you? And we both heard it and Rich went, yeah, of course it's me, because he thought it was me that had said it. And then I was like, that wasn't me. I didn't say anything. So she started talking to us as well. Is this, and how do you feel about this? Um, at the beginning, we were a little bit creeped out. And then we like to think that when she sort of realised that we were a nice family, just kind of going about our business, that she she was comfortable with us being there and it, it was all right. So I don't really feel creeped out by it anymore. I don't know about you, Hugh, but I'm feeling a little bit, you know... A bit sort of you look very still, yeah he's doing his skeptics I'm easily swayed this is my problem easily I'm swayed. a little bit my thoughts on having conversations with my own partner having just woken up where she doesn't register anything anyone says at all and often responds to things she's not been asked or makes noises that aren't even words that that experiencing a ghostly a ghostly, a ghostly conversation when you've just woken up I would be slightly skeptical on on mm-hmm. how how Richard Richard's brain was functioning at that particular moment. But we both heard the same but thing. But you just woken up as well. Okay, no, but uh, no, I, that's the isn't that half of the thing with ghosts? It's the yeah. interpretation of it, oh, isn't it? Is, it? it is and you can either choose to believe it or not, and that's We'd, fine. I can't recall ever in my life having any kind of experience like this a lot of people a lot of people, a lot of people do. do 
I can't. I would agree. I hate to agree. I think my uncle's seen. I I, I spent a lot of time living in West Berkshire and driving around sort of late, late at night in dark, dark sort of spooky places. Places like Mortimer, where the parish council don't have any street lights, um, <laughs> and I've never come across anything that I would consider to be. I always think it's a a bit more credible and creepier when, so for example, my uncle used to have a house years ago out in the middle of the woods in Goring Heath, mm. and he had a, a dog at the time, a um, a collie dog, uh, Sasha, his name was, um, and he absolutely point blank refused to go in this house it wasn't that he was an outdoor dog and he yeah. just he he was fine anywhere else but he like would dig his heels in and couldn't be dragged over the <laughs> over the doorstep and as a result he ended up living back with my granddad I was really and you so- think if animals are mm. and our cats occasionally they'll both just look at something yeah. in the room and their eyes are when you think there's nothing there that's a bit crazy <laughs> yeah that's a bit weird I was just about to say I read something that we came from somewhat I can't remember where I read it but someone was saying about they were in a room with their dog and the dog started following something around the room and mm. they were there like I can't see anything but animals do have very good eyesight a lot of them so perhaps it's some dust or something or could be could be but why would the dog refuse? You read that yeah. quite often, mm. that animals will refuse to go into a room or... It could have, it could have smell. It could have been a horrible smell that the human nostrils could not pick up. True. Oh, true. I, so when, if, if, I think like West Berkshire feels like the kind of place where lots of these things go on. I think cause it, whenever you sort of drive out somewhere like that, and especially if it's really dark and it, you know maybe it's cold and wet and windy, it can really feel a bit like, I don't want to get out of my car, I'm not leaving my car, no way. It can feel a bit like that at times, but I don't, I don't know whether that translates into any... Yeah. I think a lot of it is state of mind, depending on when you see some of these things. And if I was, I think maybe if I was in West Berkshire and it was cold, wet, rainy and really pitch black, I'd, I'd probably be more predisposed to have seen something. I always remember there was this alleyway, alleyway in, the, um, in Burfield Common where I grew up where if you walked down there at night, it was so dark you could put your hand in front of your face and not be able to see your hand. And it was quite a big stretch of alleyway, which used to, <laughs> everyone used to use to walk back from when they'd been out. So usually probably a bit drunk as well at the time. And that was always alarming walking down there because it was so dark. You could have literally walked into anything, anyone or anything, because it was, it was just... I guess the only bonus dark. there is Not, that uh, a, a ghost or an attacker couldn't see you either. True, yeah. This is true. It would be a, like a comedy, a comedy <laughs> account. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I had Derek Akora here yeah. to to back me up a little bit. Sadly, he's not. Him and Sam would be on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was a lot of fun. Check out the podcast next week for our interview with Derek Akora. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. Um, if anybody would like to tell us any of their own ghost stories, we would love to hear them. Um, we'll read a few out over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, if, I uh, need some help converting these yeah, sceptics. Definitely need, we definitely need some convincing. Definitely. But that's not to say that we can't be convinced. The truth is out there and explainable in a scientific and rational manner. I would say. <laughs> if you would like to get in touch and let us know your ghostly goings on, um, here's Jeremy. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. 
You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. I'm, I'm still feeling a little bit... You look a little bit uneasy, don't you? I suppose the test was, do you you want to come and stay at our house for a couple of nights and just see how you feel? This is a trick, Tom, don't fool it. (laughs) Hi, Tom, yeah. Just to let you know, Rich and I are going out for the evening. Here's my favourite (laughs) room. The babysitting rooms. Falling for it. No, I was going to appear at his bedroom door with a sheet (laughs) over me. (laughs) Oh my God, it's a stereotypical ghost. Why do ghosts wear sheets? I don't understand. Anyway, that's for another day. <laughs> that's another day. Imagine dying, being caught and stuck in a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on there? What's happened there? I don't want to know. Um, right, if you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. Derek uh, Cora. <laughs> Queenie. <laughs> Queenie. We've got a couple of good ones coming up. Um, we've got uh, Councillor Ashley Pierce, who's going to be talking to us about what it's like to be a councillor. Uh, and we're also speaking to the guys behind Are You Listening Festival in the next week or so, so look out for those coming up on the podcast. Next week we'll be talking about this um, slightly controversial article um, that was posted over the weekend about Reading being a great night out and some of the responses to that, which have been very, very Ooh, interesting. It's, yeah, it's prompted a lot of comments, hasn't it, has. it, that one? So we might be a little bit, sort of, it'll be a sort of about a week old by then, but we'll be talking about that next week. So, um, as I say, if you know anyone who'd be great to interview, please let us know. Um, that's all for now. We will see you again next week. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Watch that program uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4. Yes, that Did was you brilliant. you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant